Hey everyone, and welcome back to Practically Zero Waste, a podcast for making zero waste living as practical as possible. Here we are today faced with one of the more challenging life changes to adopt in our work to reverse climate change, eating a plant-based diet. In our Western culture, man, do we ever eat a lot of meat? Sure, we've heard the message of big documentaries like Forks Over Knives, Cowspiracy, and What the Health, but... As an omnivore, I agree that meat is tasty, it helps me feel full, and it's so much a part of our regular diet that it's hard to imagine life without it. Teresa Godden is back to help us take those first little steps towards plant-based eating and demoting meat from everyday staple to the specialty item it should be. From factory farm conditions, to using a pressure cooker, to Teresa's weird love of kale, we've got a lot of ground to cover, so let's go. I'm back! You're back! (laughs) I'm so excited that you're back on the podcast because last time you were very well received. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, why, thank you. Yes. (laughs) I tried. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about plant-based eating and being vegetarian. Yeah. Yeah, which is something that you're very familiar with. How long have you been vegetarian? So I think about 18 years with like a two-year hiatus uh, about a decade ago. Nice. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> just for fun. Just to like yeah, take just, a break. Uh, well, more than a decade ago. University days when I didn't know how to cook very well. That's fair. <laughs> You've been vegetarian for 18 years. What mm-hmm. is your main reason for being vegetarian? People have lots of different whys that they stick to when it's mm-hmm. hard to you know continue on with a new lifestyle so what's your main reason so i went vegetarian in high school i think i did a research project and i found out about factory farms just some really disturbing facts yeah. that i couldn't justify eating meat anymore not to not to jump on and get right into the like really shocking stuff that is why that like that's totally what turned me and I've never gone back but yeah so I learned that like chickens and animals are like kept in cages so small that they can't move because the less they move the less energy they expend (gasps) and the less they need to be fed and so that saves money so and that's just one like there's like many much more horrific facts and stuff that you can anyone can learn about it's all online and there's terrible pictures and and videos and stuff and it's just like those animals suffer so greatly it's just not doesn't seem worth it to me yeah you know wow yeah so having said that there are organizations like PETA what does that stand for again people for the ethical treatment of animals okay I think that's what it is I mean they really go for the shock value So they will do things like get giant signs printed off of those graphic things, like lots of blood and gore, and they'll all go and stand in a line with them and like just stuff like that. And I don't agree with that approach because while I do think that like, like you were just surprised hearing that, I think people don't know what happens behind the scenes and there's a reason for it. Those companies don't want people to know. And, um, well, we all know it's probably not pretty, but when you, when you actually hear this stuff, it's like, uh, it's yeah. just, it's, it's really hard to, to come to terms with. And I think if everybody did know, then maybe not every single person, but there would be a lot more vegetarians out there yeah. for sure. Yeah. And so like, I get why some organizations, they get into this mindset of just wanting everybody to know, but mm-hmm. At the same time, I I really think that, like, it's not just a picture. It's a person holding a picture. And when you're on the other end of that and you're a meat eater, 
then and you've you're gonna the react enemy. with yeah. guilt yeah and it's like yeah this enemy thing you against me yeah and judgment mm-hmm. and that's not the way to inspire change again it's just like the zero waste thing right yeah if you're walking around Um, saying you suck because you drink out of a paper coffee cup that's going the landfill no one wants to be told that they're wrong no one wants to be told that they suck it's not about i'm doing right and you're doing wrong yeah exactly what what is the goal here it's to try and reduce the entire waste output or is it trying to reduce the entire amount of suffering that's going on with animals and exactly. the environment and everything so yeah. how how are we like what's what's going to be the most effective approach I don't think it's the shock value way so I don't think so either yeah. and I think that having started this conversation about eating more plants and less meat that uh right we've we've started with the shock value stuff like we've we've given some statistics don't let that turn you off because we <laughs> do still want to talk about the whole process of going vegetarian the whole process of even just reducing your meat consumption Mm -hmm. and that it's not it's not about making you feel guilty it's about Mm -hmm. figuring out any little way you can improve exactly yeah Yeah. it's it's a spectrum Mm -hmm. so just like with zero waste like we use the term zero waste but you and I talk about how like that's probably not ever going to be achieved by exactly either of us the goal but not it's, the outcome it's like it's like a target right and the exactly. closer you can get to it then that's great well same with everything same with vegetarian that's why like things like you know trends like meatless monday or, or whatever yep. like or take one meal a day and make it vegan like mm-hmm. that stuff does make a difference there's a certain number of animals lives that are being saved because of that yeah right so it it's, it's yeah. worthwhile to just take it one step at a time. That's good. Okay. Yeah. Your main reason for when you started being vegetarian was mostly about um, the treatment of animals, but mm-hmm. it's probably grown from there yeah. to include environmental aspects. Um, yeah. For me, it's a packaging aspect too. Right. Like that's where I kind of entered this conversation mm-hmm. was I can't buy meat without um, some level of packaging mm-hmm. for the most part conveniently like I could go to a butcher or I could like go out of my way to raise chickens I don't know like it's (laughs) like kind of a bigger thing to get meat in my home without packaging so I have just stopped buying as much Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was how I entered this conversation right so yeah so I like that once you kind of start learning a little bit then you realize all these different reasons to yeah Yeah. keep following that happened to me too yeah (laughs) and I think health-wise like a lot yeah. of information has come out that plant-based protein and just plant-based eating is super healthy and a lot of like well our top killers like cancer and heart disease are both connected with red meat so yeah so yeah it's it's super healthy there's it's kind of helps with everything yeah there's so many different reasons to do it but all of them kind of complement each other yeah. they're all good mm-hmm. things yeah. Um, that kind of add on top of each other. So we've just kind of talked about this, but what are the top three side effects of being vegetarian? Like really positive things yeah, that we're looking so at. Yeah, so actually I was thinking about this. And so one of the things is like, you know, whenever like some years there's like a swine flu or like big breakout of yeah. like, um, <laughs> this meat's contaminated, don't eat whatever. And yeah. <laughs> every time that happens, I'm like, yeah, I don't have to worry. I've never <laughs> ate anything like that. You know, and everybody yeah. else is running around panicking. So, I mean, that's kind of cool. You really, you don't have much to worry about. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. One that I really love is 
saving money. And I think that's the reason mm-hmm. that my husband is also on board with eating less meat is the saving money aspect. We've talked about yeah. this in one of our other podcasts. Um, I think, I don't know, episode three or episode 10. Go look them up and find out. Um, but yeah, saving money is a huge aspect because if you look at your grocery bill, your meat is going to be a huge chunk of what you're yeah. spending money on. And the other huge chunk is going to be like dairy and prepackaged things. Right. Like the cheapest yeah. thing on your grocery bill is going to be vegetables. Yeah. For and the most part. Food. And bulk food. Mm-hmm. So that sort of thing has really helped us stay on track when yeah. we're maybe, I don't know, craving chili <laughs> with ground beef in it or something yeah. like that yeah then we realized but we didn't buy that this week because we're saving money and maybe yeah. someday we'll own a house or like <laughs> yeah <laughs> or be able yeah. to go on a trip or whatever like yeah and then maybe you perhaps like appreciate it more when you have it fewer yes. times right it becomes more of a treat or yeah a luxury i would love for meat to become something like that for people where yeah. like i Sure, the world could go vegetarian in theory, Mm -hmm. but I think that humans are omnivores personally and Mm -hmm. that it's not, not a human right, but like a human need in some ways to have some meat in your life, not just for the Mm -hmm. protein, but for the other vitamins that come with it. That being said, it does not have to be a staple. It does not have to be half of your plate or a third of your plate even. It could be an eighth of your plate could be some sort of meat protein that is incorporated into every meal. So... I would like to talk about plant-based eating, but like, how do you, how do you do it? How do you become a vegetarian? How do you prepare your own food? Because when you became vegetarian, it was high school. So how was that (laughs) in high school? Anybody who's really young and living at home with their parents, somebody else is cooking for them. How do you go vegetarian when you're not the one cooking for yourself? Yeah, it's funny. I don't really remember. Like it's, (laughs) I, my mom was cooking and I think it was like, usually like, my parents are healthy, so they it would be, like, vegetables, potatoes, and some meat. Yeah. But, like, a lot of vegetables. But And so I would just, like, not eat the meat part. And yeah. so I, I don't really know what I did. Yeah. I, I, I ate, like, <laughs> cheese and stuff like that, and I still do. So I think I just supplemented that way. Yeah. But... That would be hard, eh, when you're, like, it trying to get the right balance of food. You don't want to have just... When you're a teenager, you don't really notice the balance so much. (laughs) I notice it a lot more now. Like now it's like protein is, is the one thing that I think about at every meal. Yeah. Because if I don't have it, you know, you don't feel as hungry or as full. I mean, and I've been thinking lately just with being home and on a mat leave and just kind of grazing when I have a chance to eat when I have a baby, I have been thinking less about protein and more about vegetables because Mm. what I have in my home that's easy to grab with one hand is is like carbs and snacks and stuff Mm -hmm. like that instead of you know so maybe I'll have handfuls of nuts like right five or six times a day instead of eating some vegetables or whatever (laughs) I don't know what I could even do like prep some carrot sticks yeah yeah (laughs) it takes it does take prep work yeah one of the challenges I guess (sighs) I know so now as an adult uh, yeah you have full control over what you're eating you're uh, (laughs) able to buy your own food and prep your own food and all those Mm -hmm. kinds of things what do you do to be vegetarian now like how do you yeah so it's totally different as an adult and everybody's different too I'm like a lot more health conscious anyways Mm -hmm. and so um yeah I just eat a ton of vegetables and fruit Mm -hmm. like 
have some at every meal, snack on, like pack my snacks or fruit or vegetables. Mm -hmm. But I pair, I pair that with like some nuts. If you get a little bit of protein and then, you know, carb or fruit or whatever, then it, I just find it lasts a lot longer. Exactly. I try and have whole grains with my meals and then mm-hmm. you have to be open-minded too. Like I, that's a really good point. Because, yeah. Yeah. When you think of eating vegetarian, people probably think beans and just like lots of salads and yeah, that sounds sad and stuff. boring. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, there is delicious vegetarian food. Some of it takes forever to make so that's that's a hard thing too and I just don't even go there I don't have time to make meals that there's also got to be really simple yeah but still filling totally um, yeah vegetarian meals yeah what are some of the things so you like to do? I love to have I love kale like I'm a kale lover that's nice <laughs> and so there's so many different ways to do it but if you just rinse it and put a little bit of olive oil and salt and pepper and then bake it mm. it's like delicious there you go so I think that's basically kale chips but if I have like hardly any time come home like scrub a couple of sweet potatoes literally just slice them in half lengthwise yeah bake them on baking sheet bake the kale with it but you put the kale on at the very end yeah and then have whatever else you can like literally just throw chickpeas in the pan too and yeah just bake it all together yeah maybe put some seasoning on or whatever that sounds and then nice just eat that yeah or you could cook some tofu with it or something. I'm in, I'm really into bowls now. So like, I, <laughs> I basically <laughs> like, I, I think in terms of grain, protein, and veg. Wow. Like those are my meals. Yeah. Well, like dinner. Um, I am not a fan of kale chips. Let me just say. Okay. For anybody who's listening who's also not a fan, I feel you. And that's okay. You're yeah. allowed to not like mm-hmm. it. But there are so many, so many different things. Like you said, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of finding not necessarily alternatives, but just other things that are really tasty and really yeah. exciting that are like, it's kind of like a creative experience. You get to yeah. explore all these different types of foods. Yeah. You get to explore probably different cultures would be a really, I mean, mm-hmm. different cultures than my white Canadian uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> Scottish background. Yeah. Things like East Indian and Asian food would be really good examples of easy meals to swap out meat from or things that don't have meat in the first place. Yeah. Like, like uh, curries and stir fries and stuff like that totally i love all that stuff my go-to thing is just like cut up a whole bunch of veggies and saute them then go from there that's great i love pasta so like yeah cook some pasta and then i like just marinara sauce exactly and then but a ton of veggies in with it yeah so there's so many different ways to do it but i think that people might have trouble just starting Uh, i have a friend who was talking about for lent in the Catholic Church, we don't eat meat on Fridays, or sometimes all year round. It depends on who you're talking to. Uh, but we also fast from meat on Ash Wednesday. So one friend was telling me that she had to prepare two vegetarian meals, suppers for her family of four kids in one week. And she was, I don't want to have fish twice. Like, what, <laughs> what do we do? Yeah. And so they made a quiche that didn't have any ham or bacon or whatever right. in it. And she said that the kids didn't know the difference and that it was super delicious and that yeah. her husband was asking for more or whatever. Like right. this yeah. whole this whole amazing experience, which is yeah. really exciting. But like yeah. that was just because she was forced 
right um, in a way um like self-imposed yeah. force mm-hmm. to go out of her way to think of something else to do yeah. than just like, for sure yeah and yeah. so having things like meatless monday what are some other yeah. ones i think i've heard of one that was like no meat before six or something like that and so okay like, yeah. so basically just have meat with dinner yeah like your other two meals yeah, yeah. which means mm-hmm. that out of 21 meals in a week you're down to seven mm-hmm. of them in including meat yeah yeah which is Mm -hmm. a huge difference because there are some people that eat meat for breakfast and lunch Mm -hmm. and supper yeah so like even if it's little things like it still adds up absolutely yeah I think what you just said with your friend like I think a huge part of it is just habit Mm -hmm. and just well you everyone wants stuff that's easy to make right or not easy but it seems easy when you're so used to straightforward yeah. yeah and then it's hard to think about other possibilities or know what other meals are out there Mm -hmm. behavior change is so key to Mm -hmm. everything that we're talking about on this podcast and Mm -hmm. in all of the ways that we're trying to go more eco-friendly more package-free more sustainable all those different things add up becoming mindful like that first episode of the podcast is called mindfulness and behavior change so both of those things are just the the starting the, points yeah. for people. Yeah. And the, and that's why being open-minded is so exactly. important, right? Yeah, because yeah. you're faced with somebody saying or saying to yourself, I can't eat mm-hmm. meat before 6 p.m. today. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at this menu at the restaurant that I'm mm-hmm. at for lunch and I have to think, what can I have here that doesn't have meat in it? And yeah. sometimes that's a nice challenge for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like next time you go to a restaurant pick a vegetarian meal that could be the first step to trying to reduce your meat intake for sure i was gonna say that too or pick a vegetarian restaurant or a vegan restaurant yeah exactly because that's a great way to get introduced to yeah like just very different things that you would never think of yourself but then you're like oh this is delicious or or someone else's meal is delicious or that looks amazing and then you're eating it you're like well this isn't hard. I can do all these things. It's just a bunch of things in a bowl. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can do this anytime I want, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you, just, you don't think of it. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. So having that suggestion. And I like the idea mm-hmm. of going to a restaurant that's specifically vegan or vegetarian because mm-hmm. they might be doing something a little bit more interesting mm-hmm. than the only vegetarian option at yes. a restaurant. Because yeah, when I went sure. to Riley's downtown and I got the, you know... yeah. I did try the Beyond Meat Burger and I did not like yeah. it. I think I told you. It's a good veggie burger. Yeah. But it doesn't taste like meat, and because they're trying so hard for it to taste like oh, meat, okay. and it doesn't, yeah. Um, then you know you're always going to be disappointed if you want it to okay. taste like meat. And so yeah. I didn't go into it with the this is going to taste like vegetables. Right. And I'm excited yeah. about vegetables. Yeah. Because <laughs> it looks and tastes like a burger at first, and then has this uh. weird aftertaste. Anyway, um, <laughs> I would rather just have something that looks like vegetables. Right. Yeah. Trying something to be vegetables. Yeah. yeah. I don't really eat stuff that's trying to be yeah like like the, meat. Like fake yeah. meat alternatives, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. The Beyond Meat Burger, that's the one from A&W, right? It's a company outside of A&W. Okay. Like it's a company that just produces this okay. type of um, vegetarian meat alternative. But uh, A&W is now carrying it. Lots of fast food places are now carrying it. And mm-hmm. Riley's downtown is one of them that has oh, uh, taken okay. that on as well. Like I don't no. want to create food waste here, people. Just be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I tried it because i was like oh what's the you know what's the what's buzz the, i don't yeah. i don't normally eat this stuff but what's the um i tried it and i thought it was delicious but oh i'm but that's because you haven't eaten meat in 10 years i haven't years. eaten meat in 
like 20 years like yeah literally a hamburger no yeah. i don't even rem- remember what it tastes like and i don't really eat fast food so it's just exactly. like i'm in heaven oh okay see and <laughs> that's what delicious. i want but um want people who haven't eaten meat ever um or in a long time yeah to enjoy the beyond meat burger but i don't yeah. i don't know if it's the perfect the item Maybe. for transitioning people who right. love meat into vegetables and i don't think that it, everyone's different, but totally, yeah. to me, that's not the way to transition anyways. Okay, yeah. So let's talk about that. How do you transition into plant-based eating? I mean, think about your goals mm-hmm. and start with the things. Start with like maybe listing all of the things that you make mm-hmm. and identifying which ones are vegetarian or maybe could easily be vegetarian and you would still like right. them and so like it has to be stuff that you like it's a goal right yeah I guess for some people it's like I'm gonna start working out so here's here's my goal or whatever yeah so exactly you have to kind of plan for it and approach it for me I never really was attached to meat right. I didn't enjoy the taste of it particularly right. I kind of just ate it because it was there mm-hmm. and it was part of our meal so when I found out all those facts I was like what this is easy. I, yeah, that's not See worth you later, it. It cows. doesn't even taste good. Yeah, but everyone else thinks it tastes good. So it does I taste understand good. You're wrong. that it it's... tastes delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. There's like effort for other people. Yeah, right. So I like so, what you said about picking what tastes good um, to you in the first place because my husband doesn't like curry. And so mm-hmm. if we were to switch to an East Indian-based diet, which yeah. would be delicious and amazing to me, <laughs> for you. Um, we he wouldn't like it. And, yeah. and while that's an easy way to have tons of flavor, tons of protein, tons of um, mm-hmm. interesting stuff going on mm-hmm. without any meat, it doesn't work if you don't like the taste of curry. Yeah. So yeah. picking things that you already like, like pizza and pasta for me. And, <laughs> there um, you go. Yeah. Or quiche, like this yeah. other friend of mine who was just like, well, what if we just didn't include the meat? And yeah. finding that it still tastes pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So don't start yeah. with a burger and ch- learn how no. to make a veggie burger out of chickpeas no. and barley. Like, yeah. don't don't start there. Yeah. Start with something that you already enjoy and just take out that one ingredient. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's how I got into sauteing up a huge pan full of veggies. And then that goes in my pasta sauce. And then the other thing I do is saute walnuts and diced onions in some oil and salt and pepper. It is delicious like you have to saute it on low for quite a while but they'll start to soften a little bit and then that's my topping for the pasta veg and marinara sauce and i do eat cheese so usually a little bit of cheese too but it's so good it's it sounds sounds like really weird i know but but if you think about what is other than the flavor of meat it's that mm -hmm. it's filling um Mm -hmm. and the filling part is the protein yeah you and want it has some, some carbohydrates but like yeah. yeah it's the protein yeah so when you're starting out going vegetarian a very important thing to do yeah. other than just reducing the amount of meat that yeah. you're putting in each individual meal mm-hmm. is looking for the things that make you full about that right. meal and so part of that yeah. is protein so there's lists everywhere online and i'll include some in the show notes for this because i yeah. found um the vegan cookbook for the people's potato which was this um student soup kitchen at my university concordia university that was the best food i ever ate anyway so i'll include the pdf for that cookbook because it has really important information about Mm -hmm. getting enough protein and um, b12 and all your different vitamins through Mm, plant-based eating 
for your diet. Yeah. So that that's something that I'll include too. Perfect. Or just find what you can include yeah. that's higher in protein. What yeah, do you even use that's like a protein? Yeah. So I said listing out all the meals that you make and then identifying which ones are vegetarian, which ones you can make. Also list out all the proteins that you eat that aren't meat. So right. like yeah. I eat eggs. I like them. Yeah. <laughs> They're going on the list. I eat nuts and whatever. And, and list everything. And you, there, there's going to be a lot of them that you don't currently throw into your diet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just with even with nuts. So I, the things that I've been doing the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm eating like it, eating things on a regular basis that I never did before just because I'm discovering new ways. Yeah. They taste amazing. So like um, also just roasting or toasting pecans any nut oh it makes yeah. it delicious okay like, yeah. and do you roast it with anything or is it just like a dry roast dry okay so it's so easy yeah and you can even get them pre-roasted and salted from you can um like places yeah. like bulk barn don't get yeah. the salted kind because then no. you just get a lot of unnecessary salt <laughs> even though it's better yeah. tasting that way <laughs> yeah i got addicted for a while to even just having like oatmeal and a bunch of like berries or fruit but yeah. then like while I was just prepping the oatmeal, which yeah. doesn't take long, have pecans in the oven, like toasting okay. just for that five minutes or whatever. Yeah. And then you have like these warm pecans on top and it's, the flavor is like so much. That sounds really nice. Richer when you toast things. Um, also pumpkin seeds, toasting them and tossing okay. them on top of a salad. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So things like that. And then I just, I think I just invented the walnut sauteing with onions and it like picks up the onion flavor. I it's feel like I'm going to so do that amazing. today. Yeah. yeah and you can like nice. use it as a topping on anything right? yeah so yeah things like that cool the other thing that i've told you about is the instant pot yes okay so my tell me about your instant thing. pot yeah because yeah. i know that you don't have to have an instant pot no uh, and i don't think that everyone should go out and buy these things like if you don't think you'll use them but a pressure cooker in general yes has helped you a lot yeah so i only got one this year too, yeah and i've been vegetarian for 18 years like I said I try to be health conscious in different ways so we Mm -hmm. try to eat organic when possible and then you know I was just reading about like canned food and how toxins or whatever like can leach do you know much more about that because I just started reading about that today too canned beans are more convenient yes faster to cook Mm -hmm. yes but have preservatives and chemicals and are sometimes they're uniformly dyed to all look the same which is weird and unnecessary and so super gross if you're able to get dried legumes um from a bulk source or even if you're buying them in a a really large plastic Mm -hmm. bag from your local grocery store like whichever way Mm -hmm. you're going this is just another way to get that vegetarian protein mm-hmm. that's healthier for you. Yeah, sort of totally. And less wasteful too. And cheaper. You usually. get way more. Yeah. 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 So for a long time, like I was vegetarian and didn't really eat beans because I was like, oh, they just, they kind of hurt my stomach and they make you gassy. And yeah. I didn't really cook with them. Yeah. I like can't, I, there were so many things that I was just like, oh, I can't really do that. Yeah. I started reading about it, looking looking into it oh no i heard i heard it on a podcast not this podcast she not does this listen one to other podcasts <laughs> <laughs> but i heard that cultures that uh historically use a lot of beans, beans yeah that they pressure cook them hmm. and i don't know what 
technologists. I don't think they did it with Instant Pots. <laughs> Not everybody had an Instant Pot. Yeah. Uh, there's a way to pressure cook uh, without one. But so apparently when you pressure cook beans, yeah. it destroys the lectins, which are the enzyme that produces gas. Yeah. And it's really hard to, for people to digest and yeah. everything. Yeah, I think one time, like, I was like, oh, okay, great. I'll buy some dried chickpeas and cook them on the stovetop. And I remember I spending, like, so all afternoon. <laughs> trouble with it. Yeah. It takes forever. Going back and forth to the pot and being like, okay, it's been an hour, and now I'm going to taste it. And it's, like, crunchy. And I was like, so it ended Never up taking, like, good. Yeah. hours longer than it was supposed to. Yeah. And I read up online, and it's like, oh, well, if you buy them in bulk, you never know how long it's going to take because you don't know how long they've been you know, like, what dumb, been around yeah. for and everything. So I was just like, this is not practical. No. So anyways, yeah, yeah. I found out about pressure cookers. And the the reason I like the Instant Pot is mm-hmm. because it's stainless steel. It doesn't have nonstick. Or That's it's not treated point. with yeah. anything. So it's the most healthy, I think, option. It cooks beans super fast. It cooks them fast and it breaks down those enzymes. And, yeah. it- and they taste amazing so much better than canned i ate a chickpea and i was like it's like freshness exploded in my mouth like it's it i've never tasted a chickpea like that before it was amazing (laughs) so hence i'm obsessed with chickpeas now yeah and also and your pressure cooker so my in-laws have a rice cooker that they just used for rice all this time. Right. And now they also use it for beans and legumes. Nice. Pretty sure. And that's what I would like to get. Like, yeah. I don't need a big Instant Pot. I don't, yeah. Like, but if I can find a pressure yeah. cooker secondhand or something yeah. like that, I would totally use that to cook beans. Because there's other things with cooking dried legumes. You can, you're supposed to soak it overnight. Right. There's lots of different mm-hmm. soaking methods. Super but you don't important have to still. with a pressure but cooker. But with a pressure cooker, you don't have to. And yeah. if we're talking about practical. It's super practical. Yeah. And it still takes some time because those things, pressure cookers like the cook time yeah. is a little deceiving because, because it takes the pressure cooker time to get up to the right temperature and all of that pressurize mm-hmm. and then it depressurizes after the cook time so yeah. i would say like cooking a batch of chickpeas it takes me the 45 total. minutes close to an hour the actual so knowing time. that i don't do it on a weeknight when i'm making dinner so right. what i do is like sunday afternoon just set it up yeah. and go off and do my thing yeah and then an hour later they're all done and amazing and you can make a huge batch and so i take like half of them or more and freeze them and then the other ones i have out in the fridge or whatever and for i can the first throw them meals. in for dinners yeah. or prep lunches and yeah that's great it's so really good do that with like yeah. obviously not just chickpeas you can do it with all kinds any of kind, different yeah, beans. any food but like pr- we're talking about beans because they're such Good a protein. complicated thing to cook, yeah especially dried from a bulk store which is also right. what we're trying to promote here is yeah. buying package free so like, yeah trying to make this but, as easy for you as possible people <laughs> yeah but it's many many benefits like it's completely solved the problem for me because i was like yes. worried about i want to eat beans i want to have some different options in my diet but i don't want to start eating something that i now know makes me unhealthy sick. yeah facts about and stuff so oh yeah and the toxins from the cans yeah yeah Yeah. so all that stuff and then also the first time I ate them I was like "Ah, freshness in my mouth but then also (laughs) I was like I have zero bloating in my tummy like I couldn't believe I've never had that experience like eat a whole meal full of chickpeas felt awesome yeah aside from the pressure cooking they often recommend when you're just cooking on the stovetop cooking things after you've soaked them at least mm-hmm. an hour, but usually overnight. Mm-hmm. So that takes planning ahead of time. But 
if you are able to do that, as far as the bloating and the uncomfortable stuff, we're talking all about gas yeah. today, people. <laughs> um, doing that with things like rice and oats and pretty mm-hmm. much anything that you're going to cook that's a grain or seeds and stuff like that, it helps break down in your stomach so much better. Yeah. And it also shortens yeah. your cook time. So if you have the For mindset sure. to, or that you're going to cook a big pot of chili the next day mm-hmm. and you need a bunch of beans and lentils and chickpeas, whatever you're going to put in your chili, mm-hmm. soak them all the night before. Yep. And then that cuts your cooking time in For half. Sure. So another account that I follow on youtube and instagram is pick up limes l-i-m-e-s i think she's a dietitian anyway she's <laughs> she knows all about food she's got tons and tons of resources for um eating vegan but one of the things that she does talk about is soaking things overnight mm-hmm. to help digestion and to be able to absorb things better so mm-hmm. anyway lots of good reasons to do that yeah totally is that too much of a tangent? No, I don't no, think so. No, it's great. I will also just mention, too, that I got my pressure, my Instant Pot used nice. on Facebook Marketplace. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's totally the type of thing that people get for gifts or when yeah. they're excited about something and then they don't, you know, end up using it or they end up wanting a different model or whatever, right? Yeah, exactly. So people sell they, them all they, the time. Yeah, so... But they won't now because they've heard this podcast and they're like, I have to use it so that I can have freshness in my mouth with right. all of the chickpeas. <laughs> so you don't meal plan in a strict way, right? Like you're no. not sitting down with your grocery list. And we've talked about this before a little mm-hmm. bit. You don't make a list of all your different meals, go out, buy the ingredients, prep a bunch of stuff on Sundays, cook them throughout no. the week, assign them. I used to I do all of that, yeah. but I used to also assign which day which meal was going to happen. Yeah. Like, it was very detailed. Nice. And I haven't done that in a while. I miss doing that. So okay. Like, the other reason for that is it helps me with food waste. Yesterday, couldn't think of what to do for supper, so we did chili, and I had a bunch of cans of beans, so I just did that mm-hmm. even after we've talked about all of this yeah. pressure cooking. Yep. I don't know a pressure cooker. <laughs> so I had canned beans, and we made chili. But that mm-hmm. is a can of beans, a can of tomatoes, and some onions and peppers and mushrooms. Sure whatever. But that is all of my stuff that probably could have lasted me until the end of the week when instead Mm. I should be cooking the fresh produce in my fridge first. Oh, yes. So I should have made a stir fry or I should have made like roasted vegetables or whatever else that I have in my fridge first. Yeah. So that that stuff doesn't sit in the back of my fridge until the end of the week and then end of the week it's gone bad. So I just have to throw it out. That's the other thing with meal planning and meal prep is that I know exactly when I'm going to eat food and I eat it in order of expiry sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. It's always better to be organized about stuff, I think. I, th- I like the flexibility. So um, being able to make a bunch of meals and then decide throughout the week what we're feeling. Mm-hmm. But if it's involving something like soaking a cup of chickpeas yeah. overnight or, you know, remembering to feed my sourdough bread or whatever so that it, <laughs> you know, it's ready to be baked the next day, yeah. like, that's why meal prep and meal planning helps me a lot and it would help in this transition to eating a vegetarian diet because you would have a plan so you're not just like oh we don't have any ground beef well we can't make pasta tonight we can't make we can't make a stir fry tonight because we don't Mm -hmm. have the meat component Mm -hmm. if you had a plan at the start of the week that this week I'm going to try making a pizza that doesn't have pepperoni on it. Yeah. Then there you go. Try something new. Yeah, that's a good point too. That just made me think like maybe another way to approach it would be like maybe once a week or every other week we're going to try a new vegetarian meal that's new to us. Just a way to slowly introduce. Because mm-hmm. I think all change 
is hard and it takes time. And mm-hmm. if you if you say like I'm gonna try something new every day or I'm gonna commit to this, like so many people Ugh, just burn think, out. No yeah, thanks. and then because it's not sustainable with all of these different lifestyle things that we're talking about. We're talking about minimalism. <laughs> yeah. Minimalism. We're talking about going vegetarian. We're talking about buying nothing in packaging. All of that stuff. <laughs> it's um, so overwhelming. It totally when is. You're so far from. And it. how do you have a normal life at the same time? Yeah. And so it's hard to start all of these things. So instead of starting them all once like you said take them on one at a time yeah Yeah. and look at the stuff that you're already doing Mm -hmm. and you maybe don't think of that's already eco-friendly or aligned with this new lifestyle Mm -hmm. something else that i would love to encourage people to do is like learn about flavors so something that's so powerful about east indian or asian cooking is the amount of flavor in there it's not Mm -hmm. relying on the meat in most cases to be the dominant flavor yeah and so if you had something like if you were able to learn how to use different spices or herbs or Mm -hmm. even things like mixing lemon and sage yeah that's something that i've never tried before but that would give you this citrusy kind of minty combination that would be really different and it makes your meal more interesting than just boring potatoes yeah boring rice boring beans like that's not what we're about we want to have people like interested with their what they're eating yeah totally and that's that's a good point too because i think what's happened in the last few years with me is once i try those things and discover this like it's just they're just it's so simple like Mm -hmm. lemon is delicious fresh herbs have so much flavor and taste fresh and once i kind of got into that then now I make a lot of stuff from scratch, but not complicated stuff. Like I'm mm. talking about salad dressing. Like I haven't bought salad dressing in years. Cause That's fun. Yeah. Once you realize, oh, just balsamic vinegar, olive oil, and maple syrup equal parts, delicious salad dressing. I will definitely be trying that. Yeah. And once you get into like just the natural flavors, mm-hmm. it's so good. And you can just make the amount you need. Yeah. It's not sitting there in your fridge and... What you said yeah. too about dry roasting sesame seeds or sauteing the walnuts with the onions, yeah. like things like this, mm-hmm. take Simple. the regular flavor. Like if you ever eat a plain raw almond or a plain yeah. raw walnut, not mm-hmm. roasted, not salted, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you don't think that nuts are that del- delightful yeah. or yeah. interesting, but yeah. when you do stuff with them that is changing yeah. or accentuating the flavors then yeah. it gets more exciting and it, yeah yeah it it's just good. all what you're used to like mm-hmm. yeah what about if i hate cooking from scratch um yeah like, there's so many good resources like vegan eating and meal prep you just google that or so youtube that now. or something yeah. there's this one adam and steph or steph and adam on youtube you can find them they are super good for vegan food and for meal prep food and while he doesn't do tons and tons of flavor he just mm-hmm. batch cooks a lot of very simple yeah. basics mm-hmm. like potatoes mm-hmm. and rice and quinoa and stir fries vegetables and teaches yeah. you how to do different things with tofu and then there you go and because it's like a cooking video you can pause it and you can do it at the same time like that's a really yeah. good resource somebody it was michelle mm-hmm. jalen one of our people that we've interviewed for the episode learning to cook that was one of her recommendations was that you just watch youtube videos yeah because you can pause things and they totally. have the ingredients and the measurements and it's really easy yeah totally yeah there's so much online now and it so makes you feel resources. fancy to be yeah. like following a fancy looking video <laughs> in your own kitchen and like squeezing your fresh lemon and you're chopping your fresh herbs like 
Those yeah. things aren't expensive to, yeah. to buy, and yeah. you can even grow your own herbs if you wanted yeah. to. Yeah. Once you try some new things too and get comfortable with them then they then you feel more confident like playing around with them Mm -hmm. um something about kale that i just remembered that uh what's her face from pickup lines sadia from pickup lines has also mentioned is that if you massage the kale it sounds like a funny thing to do but like (laughs) kale is really tough and kind of bitter sometimes and i don't know why people (laughs) like it rugged it's very rugged (laughs) for all those austere severe and manly people they like their kale anyway um you just (laughs) like me yeah (laughs) so manly i have chest hair because of my kale obsession continue I think austere, severe, and manly comes from the uh, <laughs> Franciscan friars in San Francisco. That's like one of their like tenets of their oh. practice. <laughs> like your beard must be anyway. Whatever. Um, my point is, if you run the kale under some water and really yeah. like crush it up with your hands, and yeah. also don't eat the stems because that's you don't eat the stems from kale, then it tastes a little softer and it's nice. Um, so it's true. Actually, I will say I think that my love slash obsession of kale (laughs) came from its ruggedness because you can buy kale and have it in your fridge for like a week and it doesn't go bad. Yes. It takes forever. Spinach and I think that's why I got into buying it so much and then I was just like, what can I make with this? You can cook with it and you can eat it raw, which is another important thing because with lettuce, if you're buying lettuce for salads and you don't feel like eating a salad for an entire week, then your lettuce has gone bad. Or those mixed greens that come in a big plastic box, don't get those. Those get soft and gross and slimy. Two days. too fast and i think so. that's why like i'm vegetarian i buy tons of produce mm-hmm. every week yeah and so if you don't remember to eat the mixed greens like right away oh they're done for so kale cabbage things like that yeah that are they're tougher they're great yeah but you, yeah you you do have to like i think i just had some good introductions to it also there's a awesome vegan restaurant in town food forest oh so good they do amazing kale powerhouse salad I'm obsessed with it. But I think I think you have to know, like, their dressing has, it's got to have, like, it has some sort of apple cider vinegar or mm-hmm. balsamic. Something strong that's going to kind of, like you said, like, they probably marinate it mm-hmm. for a few minutes. Yeah. So it kind of softens the kale a little bit. Yeah. And then they add, like, these cinnamon mm-hmm. pecans and uh. they have... Uh, cranberries in there too and like just some apple slices mm-hmm. and a bit of onion slices in it yeah that it tastes so amazing good. so i mean if you sometimes if you do like a caesar salad yeah i will swap in kale for the lettuce because it's so rugged and you have like a lot of dressing right yeah on caesar salad so i find like it, maybe it's just the I'm used to eating it the right way and with mm-hmm. strong flavors and then you don't notice that like bitter flavor. Mm-hmm. Explore vegetarianism yeah. and make sure that you're not coming at it as like a, all of a sudden I'm not allowed to eat meat yeah. and I'm only like you're, one of the ways to look at it is you're not not having something. It's talking about adding instead of subtracting. Yeah. So you're adding more plant-based meals. You're adding more vegetable proteins and you're adding something exciting and new, like a new recipe each week or yeah. every two weeks instead of being like, you can't eat burgers and now it's summertime and now you can't have barbecues and blah. Like, yeah, that's it's not a sentence. That's how I feel and sometimes. I, yeah, but. any change, if you do it the right way, I think it can feel like it's not a restriction. It's, oh my gosh, I'm introduced to all these 
new yeah. things I didn't know about. Right? Exactly. And yeah. so it actually broadens your horizons and your options. On that note, Peterborough, if you're listening in Peterborough, mm-hmm. has an awesome vegan potluck group. What? Yep. And they meet up every month. What? And they're pretty zero waste. I've never done it in the summer. So I know that it's, I think it's just a big picnic in the summer. It's like a bring your own dish and everything. Yeah. So it's called Hungry Herbivores. Cool. Look them up on Facebook. Yeah. And in the winters, they go into the planet, which is a vegetarian restaurant. Yeah. That's awesome. One of the guys that's involved works at the planet. So, or he's, I think he's an owner. He um, opens the doors and lets them use the dishes and everything and then washes the dishes at the end of the night wow yeah so it's like zero waste but it's it's a great way to like just instantly be connected to a community and try like 25 dishes that are all vegan and (gasps) oh that's so cool yeah i like that yeah oh okay if you're if you don't have access to something like that you should start something like that yeah you find some vegetarian people and and host There's, a potluck with yeah. your friends and everybody makes a vegetarian meal because yeah. that way you get to try all these different things at once that's so smart totally yeah yeah and some of them are gonna suck and you don't have to eat those again exactly. and it's not like you're stuck with the leftovers all week it's a great there thing about a potluck try so a little good. bit of everything and then go back for <laughs> the things that you like yeah and um you list the ingredients of everybody like, includes know, a recipe but... for their thing. Yeah. yeah, that could be really good. Totally. Yeah, because when you're looking through recipe books or or cookbooks, like yeah. you see the picture, but yours isn't gonna look like that. Yeah, and you see the ingredients, and you're like, well, I don't own half of those things, so I'd have to go out and buy them all. But yeah, like if you just want to try something, that sounds yeah. like a very clever idea. You mentioned like something about people not always having had meat at every meal. Mm-hmm. And now it's like there's meat. There's so much meat available. There's yeah. So many people, I think, that just think it's normal to have like bacon and eggs for breakfast, a burger for lunch with like three patties on it. Yeah. And a full chicken breast per yeah. person at home for like for supper. And yeah. when I went vegetarian, like there's always, you know, people throw things at you and it's like, uh, well, people, everybody's always eaten meat, our species historically. Like that's. That's yeah. what we've always done. So you're you're not going to be healthy. You're going against whatever. And it's like, no, if you go back like 50 years, like meat was valuable mm-hmm. and it was a luxury. Yeah. And farmers who had cows and stuff, they would pretty much eat vegetarian all week and then have yeah. meat on Sunday. Yeah. Like, or if you even remember like, <laughs> if you've heard any like biblical references, like they, yeah. they slaughtered the fatted calf. Like they had been working on that cow for a long time like, yeah. and this is a big celebration. This, yeah. So yeah, let's, yeah. let's have... A pig. It's yeah. not <laughs> exactly like have, consuming this amount of meat is totally is, a new thing. Yeah, and it's not healthy, and the quality of the meat. I mean, exactly based on like the conditions that the animals were in, and and yeah, and what they're being fed, and everything. exactly what they're being fed is a huge thing right now too. Yeah. I was reading in Drawdown, they were talking about what we're feeding animals is not what animals would have normally been eating. Yeah. And you were saying this, yep. that because they are eating things that their bodies don't normally process well, yep. they're getting all this extra methane gas being put out yep. into the um They're being fed what's atmosphere. cheapest to feed them. Yeah. Not what they are used to eating and yeah, like should be eating. That's eat why grass. grass-fed cow is like a special thing now. It's like, what are <laughs> we doing? Like, I don't think meat even tastes probably the way that it used to, used to or is supposed to. And... That's a good point, too. 
Yeah. And how, you know, are we really getting that much vitamins and nutrition from them? And then there's, oh, don't even get me started on like the the conditions they're in and then the diseases that spread. So then yes. they're pumped full of hormones and, and medicine, antibiotics. And yeah. And yeah. yeah. Isn't crazy it crazy that like from. some restaurants advertise like hormone free, antibiotic free? Shouldn't yeah. they already be antibiotic and hormone free? Shouldn't everything be? But it's not. It's not. That's a reason to go vegetarian. <laughs> and then the other thing that that whole thing makes me think of as a vegetarian is like, well, yeah, like so many people eat meat three times a day. Yeah. And the like, look at like the food industry, the restaurant industry. Like, there's just an abundance of that stuff available now. Yeah. So it's not like and, there's only but, one meal on your restaurant menu that's beef and one that's yeah, chicken and everything it's, else. Is it's plant-based. everywhere, and there's yeah. super cheap options, tons yeah. of them. And like the we know there's tons of chicken burger from Tim Hortons. Yeah. It doesn't even look good. Anyway. And we know there's tons of waste in that industry, yeah. right? Yeah. So in my mind, like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, what, so the, the animals that are being created, because they're yeah. being created, they're not just, like, out there in the field, and then they're yeah. slaughtered, and then we have, you know, this a restaurant. Feast, yeah. No, like, that's a specialty item now, so it's like, they're literally creating all these lives that wouldn't be there, yeah. and they're not giving them a normal life, they're, like, yeah. stuck in a factory, they never see the sun, a lot yeah. of them. How many of those lives are then, like, they're literally being wasted. Yeah. Like there's all this extra food and then that's going to the garbage yeah. and whatever. So yeah. it's just such a mind F. If anything, <laughs> it's really important to take from this that obviously trying to dissuade people from eating meat can sometimes be really aggressive because of the imagery, because of the harsh reality that it is. And so taking that into account, just make sure that in your own life, mm-hmm. just be aware of that. So Mm -hmm. suddenly you're aware and that means that you should not waste meat. You should get every single bite possible out of the food that you are bringing into your home and cooking or eating out at a restaurant. Like you can't eat Mm -hmm. half your burger out at a restaurant. Don't you dare throw that away. (laughs) Like Bring a container. Or like, yeah, honestly, just like be aware, order less or whatever. Like the idea of throwing meat away, the idea of throwing anything away, mm-hmm. like food-wise especially, that mm-hmm. you know, it takes so much resource to produce those things yeah. that if you're just going to throw half of your food away, that yeah. is so much unnecessary waste and such a burden on the planet and everything that it took to get to your plate mm-hmm. and now it's just going in the garbage, not even mm-hmm. in the compost. Like it's <laughs> stop wasting food. Mm-hmm. Then start introducing more vegetarian meals then start trying new things that you haven't before cooking with flavor cooking with different things and then like just yeah yeah Yeah. be open to it yeah i don't like to be again like shock value and everything but but... i I do think people should know oh totally not going on a megaphone and telling everybody but yeah it shouldn't be hidden people should know and if you're not comfortable with that well then maybe you should then you'll start i have talked about how i need to kill a chicken personally um, yeah. so that I understand the gravity of what I'm doing and eating yeah. and then I value it more and appreciate mm-hmm. it more because of how much I had to go through to like yeah. muster up the courage to actually kill a chicken. I've anyway. heard lots of people say that. Yeah. And again, I, I still think I'm more okay with that than these factory farms that exist. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like yeah. it, that's actually not that bad Yeah. in comparison. Yeah. Vegetables are delicious, people. And satisfying <laughs> and like freshness in your mouth. <laughs> yep and 
longevity, like you'll thank yourself. Yeah. Later. 50 years from now when you're still alive. Yeah. Because you ate vegetables. Yeah. Thanks, Teresa. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for listening, everyone. We covered a lot of topics today, so I'll put as many useful links into the show notes as I can. Teresa had a lot of good recipe ideas, so we'll actually release a mini episode later in the week with some bonus content and a few of her recipes written out for you as well, which you'll be able to grab off our social media platforms. I would love it if you would take a second to rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe for more content. That means so much to me. If you liked today's episode on plant-based eating, then you'd probably enjoy episode 11 with Zero Way Chef and episode 14, Learning to Cook. You can find those in our archives wherever you get your podcasts. Good luck trying to add more plant-based meals to your diet and be sure to check out some of our resources we've linked to in the show notes. Have a great week, everyone, and talk to you soon.